Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to explore Isaiah 9 and 10 a little further, and we're going to step into this book where God has commissioned Isaiah, a prophet, a spokesperson for him to the people of Israel who have been unfaithful, who have strayed from him, who have worshiped false idols and taken on the religions of other peoples. And he's pretty furious with them and he is going to punish them severely and rightfully so because sin is a serious thing in the face of a holy, holy, holy and perfect God. But we're going to still see a glimpse of his grace because he's going to do this so that a remnant, a small number of his people will turn back to him, will stay faithful to him, and his redemptive plan for humanity will continue, which ultimately culminates in a very significant event of grace, which is the coming of Jesus Christ, his perfect life, his sinless death for the penalty of all sin, and his resurrection from death, defeating sin, death, and the power of the devil, so that anybody who puts their faith in him from any tribe, tongue, or nation could be redeemed, could have their sin forgiven and covered up by Christ's righteousness, could be grafted into the family of God, and could be part of his kingdom forever. But to get to that point, Isaiah is having to take the people of Israel through some pretty difficult times. Here's what it says in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 8. The Lord has sent word against Jacob, and it will fall on Israel. Skip down to 13. The people did not turn to him who struck them, nor inquire of the Lord of hosts. So the Lord cut off from Israel head and tail, palm branch and reed in one day. The elder and the honored man is the head, and the prophet who teaches lies is the tail. For those who guide this people have been leading them astray, and those who are guided by them are swallowed up. Therefore the Lord does not rejoice over their young men, and has no compassion on their fatherless and widows. For everyone is godless and an evildoer, and every mouth speaks folly. For all this his anger has not turned away, and his hand is still outstretched. So that's a fearsome thing for God to have his hand outstretched and his anger not turned away. It's being directed right at his people, the people of Israel, for their unfaithfulness, for the bad leaders that they've had, the corruption, the sin, the drifting away. And he's going to do this using Assyria. Now, here's the thing. Assyria is no no thing to be proud of. Assyria is a pagan people led by pagan kings. They are not godly at all. So God is going to use really an evil empire, so to speak, to punish his people. And nobody should be confused that because he's doing this, that somehow he has some kind of affection for the sins and the depravity and the corruption of this evil empire. No, instead, he is just using them for a time, and then he's going to cast Assyria aside and go back to establishing his people, the remnant that turns so that the redemptive plan of God culminating in Jesus Christ will go forward. Here we are in chapter 10, verse 12. When the Lord has finished all his work on Mount Zion and on Jerusalem with with Assyria, punishing the Israelite people, he will punish the speech of the arrogant heart of the king of Assyria and the boastful look in his eyes. 
Then it goes on to say that he's going to destroy Assyria. And actually, we know from history that Assyria was wiped out in 612 BC. So God used Assyria for a time to punish the people of Israel. And then he let them be overrun. And they are a footnote in history. Verse 15 says, Shall the axe boast over him who hews it? Or should the saw magnify itself against him who wields it? As if a rod should wield him who lifts it, or as if a staff lift him who is not wood. What this is saying is that God is using Assyria as a tool, just like a man would use an axe or a saw or a rod or a staff. And the axe or the raw saw or the rod or the staff can say nothing to the man who's wielding it about how or why he's wielding it. Just like Assyria can say nothing to the Lord. Arrogant Assyria, pagan Assyria can say nothing to the Lord about why he is wielding them the way that he is. It's according to his own sovereign plan, his all all uh, encompassing power. And it's an amazing thing. Then here's the grace part. Verse 20 of chapter 10, a remnant of Israel will return. It says in that day, the remnant of Israel and the survivors of the house of Jacob will no more lean on him who struck them, but they will lean on the Lord, the Holy One of Israel in truth. A remnant will return, the remnant of Jacob, to the mighty God. For though your people Israel be as the sand of the sea, you remember that from Abraham, your descendants will be as the sand of the sea, but only a remnant of them will return, just a few. Destruction is decreed, overflowing with righteousness, for the Lord God of hosts will make a full end as decreed in the midst of all the earth." goes on to say, therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, O my people who dwell in Zion, be not afraid of the Assyrians when they strike with the rod and lift up their staff against you as the Egyptians did. For in a very little while, my fury will come to an end and my anger will be directed to their destruction. So God's using Assyria. This is an amazing line in chapter 10, verse 22. Destruction is decreed overflowing with righteousness. In other words, what God is going to do to the Israelite people to punish them, which will lead to them turning back to him, at least a few of them, it's going to be destructive and it is decreed by him, but it is overflowing with righteousness. This destruction is righteous. And friends, this is an image of God. When I started to understand the character of God as it is displayed in this idea or in these texts, this is a huge, huge God who is very, very complex. He's sovereign over nations. He's sovereign over armies. And he's even going to use evil things to accomplish his purposes. He doesn't do evil. He cannot be tempted. He does not sin. But we remember this from uh, back in Exodus. God used Pharaoh, who had a hard heart to chasten the Israelite people that would eventually lead to his glory being displayed in their escape through the Red Sea. God used Judas in the New Testament to betray his only son, to betray the innocent Jesus Christ, one of his disciples, Judas. This is an evil thing that happened, but God used it for good by getting Christ to the cross so we could be redeemed. Friends, we can't get stuck in four-year-old Sunday school view of God. And I love four-year-old Sunday school, but when adults still have a view of God that is based on four-year-old Sunday school, that's not good. God is big. He's not just love and compassion and feel good and be kind to others all the time. He's big and sovereign and can do whatever he wants to accomplish his purposes. And in the end, his purposes are very, very good. Good for us, good for him. And his name should be glorified. Thank you, Lord, for this incredible 
image of who you are. I'm so glad that you're beyond our comprehension, so big, so sovereign, so powerful, so wise, beyond what we could imagine. Not some little God that we can put in our pocket and pull out whenever we want. Help us to believe that and help us to live by that. Amen. The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.